On this episode of Daily Red, you're going to hear a laid-back conversation about spiritual rhythms and mental health. If you don't hear anything else, hear this. If you're struggling in your mental health right now, seek Jesus. But as you do, don't be afraid to seek out professionals who can help also. If you need help knowing where to start, reach out. We'd love to be a support. Today on Daily Red, you get to listen in on a conversation that I had with Miss Skip McDonald about daily rhythms with Jesus and our mental health. If I'm not walking in the truth, then I'm walking in a lie. And I can't help but wonder how much of that affects our mental and emotional health. People probably wouldn't want to be around me a whole lot if I didn't have that time with Jesus. That's all I'm saying. I hope that too clearly. (laughs) Yeah. You would want me to talk to him first. Okay. I cannot wait for you to sit in on the conversation that I got to have with Miss Skip McDonald. She's a longtime InterVarsity staff and she's a nursing and mental health professional. She's a mentor, she's a dear friend, she's a complete joy. But above all else, she would want you to know that she is a child of God. So without further ado, here is my conversation with Miss Skip. Hi Miss Skip, welcome to Daily Red, how are you doing? Doing great. This is the first interview of the Daily Red podcast um, bonus episodes. The the whole idea is to, one, just get to talk to people I love and admire and hear a little bit about their stories of their times with Jesus and um, having daily rhythms with God. And I'm really excited to talk to you, Miss Skip, because I love you, my students love you, my family loves you, um, everybody loves you, and um, y- you are an incredible leader and an incredible role model, and yeah, I just I just want to be more like Miss Skip. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, we're just really jealous to hear from you about uh, what you have to say about spending time with Jesus, and it's particularly its impact on our mental health, so... Um, but yeah, before we get started, I just wanted to give you an opportunity for folks who don't know you, uh, to get to know you a little bit. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you're from, how you got to be doing what you're doing and yeah. Okay. Yeah. Hi everyone. So my goodness, how did I get to where I am today? (laughs) (laughs) I, um, Goodness, I have a background in nursing. I, I am a nurse and um, was working as a nurse when I sensed God's call to university staff. And that was a long time ago. And um, so joined staff and uh, 
was on for five years and then I went back into nursing for 10. And so I've been back for 20, almost 23 years now mm. of serving students and love it. And um, just consider it a real privilege to get to do what I do. I, I am in a regional role now, a regional resource specialist in the Southeast. So uh, before COVID hit, I was traveling quite a bit around the the region. Um, and so I'm traveling now around the region and the country over Zoom. So right. uh, ministry has changed a lot for a lot of people, but I feel like I'm connecting with folk that maybe I wouldn't have otherwise. So, mm. um, so yeah, part of my years um, in nursing was spent in mental health as a mental health nurse. Um, uh, that's really my niche in nursing, um, my sweet spot. And I've been able to bring that experience into my ministry within a varsity and it has been um, just such a blessing to be able to share and give um, things that I've learned um, along the way uh, to our students to our staff and um, yeah so have I had the opportunity to do some writing and you know training speaking and I just find it interesting that in my latter years I'm in my sweet spot imagine mm. that <laughs> so cool. yeah yeah so I I live um I live in um the Atlanta area I grew up in South Georgia actually went to college at Valdosta State College right. it's college and it's university now but um but yeah I've been in the Atlanta area for a long time so I consider South Georgia and Atlanta both home at this point that's great if you ever see Miss Skip at a uh event or if you see something that she has written definitely go and listen to her or pick up what she has written because Miss Skip, I have always um, just been left really blessed by sitting under your leadership. And um, yeah, it's a part of why I wanted you to be first uh, to speak to, um, yeah, my students and and uh, our partners and InterVarsity staff that might listen to this. So we're doing this, uh, these interviews, to try to get a little snapshot into just an array of different folks and their kind of typical, yeah, rhythms with Jesus. I think everybody comes to something like uh, Daily Red from a different place, you know, different experiences, different situations. You know, the difference between my day and Valerie's day is pretty drastic, even in the midst of COVID-19 and... Um, so to that end, what does a typical week look like for you? You said you do a lot of Zoom calls now rather than traveling around. But yeah, what does it look like now given COVID-19? You know, you said you're in Atlanta. And uh, when we scheduled this interview, it was before this renewed um, urgency for the movement for justice uh, in our world. But given all of that, what does is, what is the typical week look like for you? Yeah, um, a typical week looks like, and, and, and the days are very similar now since I'm working from home mm. <laughs> primarily, mm-hmm. uh, but I, you know, when I get up, I, I usually would have some time with the Lord um, um, before I hop into a, a very full day. I average probably three to four Zoom meetings a day. Wow. <laughs> And um, and then prepping and um, in between, you know, for what's next. And uh, so by the end of the day, I'm I'm tired, but it's such a, a great tired because I love what I do. Mm. 
and um and then i'll just kind of have some some me time and um and um uh, in the midst of all of that, I try to get in some exercise, whether I'm freedom sizing, dancing before the Lord or mm. walking. Um, I'll go out and because sometimes I just need to get outside get, and um, and walk. And um, and then usually we'll spend, you know, a little bit more time with the Lord before I go to bed. And that's that's pretty much my week. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, some time with him, uh, work. Uh, time with me I'm starting to get out a little bit more and uh, spend time with people and um, you know I hear people starting to talk more about zoom zoom fatigue that that is not my story I have really enjoyed being oh, wow. able to connect with folk even though you know we're in the midst of some very difficult times um, it has been a blessed connection for me mm. yeah if you had a day where you just had it to yourself, what kinds of things does Miss Skip do? Yeah, so I have finally incorporated on a regular basis having a Sabbath every week, mm. a 24-hour period where I unplug. Wow. And I tell you now, I'll fight you for it because I, <laughs> I, I see the value. I mean, I, I'd heard about it and scripture talks about it and all that, and I would do it hit or miss, but now... And, and uh, it, you know, it, the day may change, but now Sunday seems to be the best um, day for me. And I, um, uh, I, I consider my Sabbath as uh, it's the day for me and Jesus and it's the day for me and Skip. Mm -hmm. So it's whatever I sense him leading me to do or be a part of. And it's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. So I try not to put my hand to anything that feels like work. Wow. And um, so that's that has been amazing. I'm finally start to, starting to incorporate retreat days that our ministry encourages us to take. I've been mm -hmm. missing out all this time. So now I've gone ahead through the rest of the year and put in my schedule uh, a retreat day a month. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's just been been really good too. Um, you know, and so so I just see those kinds of times um, an opportunity just to unplug, mm. unplug from you know, um, the busyness, the, you know, all of that. And, and just take some deep breaths mm. and refocus. Okay. You know, there are other parts to my life. What do I need, need to pay attention to that? Maybe I haven't because I, you know, was um, so busy. Mm. Uh, so the, the word of the day would be unplug. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious, what, what is your experience with, setting daily rhythms with Jesus like when when did you first learn that that was like a good thing to do what's your memory of that how did you kind of get into it and how has that story kind of taken taking you through to today what's that been like yeah so I would I would have to say um when I when I was you know um thinking of just in thinking about that um my college mentor comes to mind um Cheryl, she was a young woman of the word. Hmm. It, the word dripped from her lips. And, and I was really amazed that a young person even knew the word like that. Um, so I think about her and then I think about my mother. I can still see her sitting in her spot with her head in the word. She hmm. would just, she just was 
I mean, I can just see it. It will be etched in my mind all of my life. Then I had a great auntie, Auntie Flory, who was a woman of the word. So I caught a lot of the importance of spending time with God. And it's uh, to the point that, you know, I had an opportunity to go to Bible college before I went to nursing school because I just loved the word. And, um, and so it has just become a part of my fiber to um, pull away and have that time with the Lord, especially um, in his word, um, because out of the word, I, I, I'm instructed as to how I should pray, how I should live, you know, all of that. So I would say the backdrop has been those key women in my life who showed me the importance. And I can remember when my sweet little mama was on her deathbed mm. and how she just, um, um, just strongly encouraged me, just don't forget the Lord. Mm. And to, you know, in so many words, continue to pursue him all the days of my life. And my my pastor growing up, who became my spiritual dad, same thing. D don't forget, remember. And so, so I have this rich, when I, you know, I have this rich legacy and heritage of folk who went before me personally, um, who I, I still feel them, you know, pushing me forward and encouraging me to stay with Jesus no matter what. Hmm. Hmm. Do you, do you have a spot where you sit and is it like kind of the, is that a part of the routine too? Like a part of yeah. kind of having a place? Yeah, it is. Um, I have a desk in my bedroom that I call my quiet time desk. It mm. has my quiet time, um, uh, journal and different things right on it. So I can just write it in my hand and, and then, um, my sunroom. Um, which I, it, it's kind of a multi-purpose room. I have an, a desk in here that I work in here sometimes, but sometimes I just, um, I can, I can, I, it could be a workspace or an unplugged space. So whatever I need it to be, but those are my, two, right now, are my two main areas that I go to. And I have my, my, you know, everything I need right around me or I move it from room to room. So yeah, I have my spots. Mm, I love that. I love, I mean, I've been, I feel like I've been, moving around so much for the past 10 years, you know, um, and with two kids, the last five years where I've been the longest, uh, it's just so much changes and rhythms are hard. Um, and so I, I do covet the, <laughs> like the opportunity to kind of have the, the daily routine, um, and we're building some of that in, but it's it's hard to establish. Um, yeah. So, what's like the is if there's something that is um, trips you up or gets you off track with with your rhythms? What's one of those things, and how do you recover? Yeah. Um, goodness, not a whole lot because I've learned that uh, I don't do so good when I'm <laughs> when I'm off track. <laughs> <laughs> I guard that pretty carefully, but I guess, uh, oh boy, um, if I haven't gotten adequate rest, it kind of throws off, it just throws off hmm. my rhythm of life, I feel like. Um, and um, if I'm rushing, I don't, I don't, rushing has its place, but not, not on a regularity. It's, it's too much that, that throws me off. If I um, don't feel like I have time to plan properly, um, 
yeah. So I would say lack of adequate rest and mm. rushing, not planning properly. Yeah. That's healthy for me. So um, it's in your schedule. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn the hard way that Uh-oh. I can I cannot. <laughs> you would people probably wouldn't want to be around me a whole lot if I didn't have that time with Jesus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I hope that too clearly. <laughs> I, yeah, you um, would want me to talk to him first. Yeah, okay. my staff worker, uh, when I was at U- University of South Florida, whenever we would, students would come into a meeting and he could just tell, you know, if we hadn't really spent any time with Jesus, he would stop the meeting and just say, go spend time with Jesus. <laughs> like you need wow. to be with the Lord. Um, wow. So, which, which was always challenging. I mean, it was you know, uh, I was kind of prone to, uh, trying to, yeah, do it, do it so that I could check, could check it off. Um, Mm -hmm. so I've had to relearn those motivations, but I I just think that his, um, prioritizing that on my behalf was so, such a wise thing. And I'm really Mm -hmm. grateful for that kind of thing. Well, you said you serve as, um, you you're in the mental health field you you have received um training on how to train mental health first aid uh to folks and you just wrote a bible study guide on anxiety for InterVarsity press and congratulations for that on by the way i have five of them behind me um (laughs) in my bookshelf but uh thank you yeah given your experience leading people towards mental health how do you see daily rhythms with Jesus serving someone's ability to navigate anxiety and depression and other mental health situations? Um, how do those things kind of fit together in your mind? Yeah. Um, well, first off, uh, I wonder how many of our mental health struggles come from the lies we believe. Mm. And mm. especially for believers, you know, I, I can't say for those who don't um, profess to know Jesus, because what happens is what I'm believing affects my whole identity. Mm-hmm. If I'm not walking in the truth, <laughs> then I'm walking in a lie. Mm-hmm. And I can't help but wonder how much of that affects our mental and emotional health. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm coming to Jesus, literally just as I am, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. it's more than just a song, it's the truth. Mm-hmm. I'm coming to Jesus just as I am, mm-hmm. then I'm allowing him to speak over me, into me, truth mm-hmm. into who I am. And I can't help but think that that changes our, the whole structure of our brains and our, our emotions when we really hear that we're beloved sons and daughters of God. So I think they, they come together extremely well. And that's not to say that you may not need counseling or if you're taking medicines, please take your medicines, yes. you know, that kind of yes. thing. Uh, I'm not negating that at all. Um, and uh, however, I'm also saying um, that man, 
wish I had the scripture in front of me. There's a scripture that talks about how the Lord is the stability of our times. And I find myself mm. going back to that and reading that because personally, I just know he's my stability. And so when a person can come to the realization of the importance of um, the difference that Jesus through his Holy Spirit can make in our lives because his spirit indwells us as believers and he's the one that can can uh, we uh, life can be filtered through him and um, mm-hmm. he's the one that makes sense out of life because mm-hmm. otherwise it really doesn't make it doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah. <laughs> life does not make a whole lot of sense apart from Jesus mm-hmm. and so when we learn how to come to him and um, find out who we are and let him speak over us and to us on a on a on a moment by moment basis it life will be different mm-hmm. I wonder too, you know, it's like one thing I wrestle with, with daily times with Jesus and even in producing this podcast is sometimes it's, you know, I don't feel it like I, you know, it's kind of like, well, we're just recording a passage and asking some questions right now. And, you know, when I listen back to them, it's like, okay, um, yeah, I, I guess the Lord is asking me to like, remember his goodness. It doesn't feel like some sort of profound, you know, uh, InterVarsity does a lot of conferences. So it's like, we have these big moments where we, you know, just feel a lot of emotions and, and we're, we're just drawn, uh, even in our intellect, our minds are blown or something. And it's just, somebody referred to it as like, Sometimes you just need a good breakfast. It doesn't need to be, you know, all the makings and fixings. It's just you need some bacon and some eggs or, I mean, that sounds like a pretty important breakfast to me. But, <laughs> um, but it, yeah, but it's like sometimes you just need some toast and, and a cup of coffee. And um, I wonder I wonder if that's just, there's a part of that where you're just ingesting truth that might come up later, um, where you never know where it's gonna it's gonna come right. out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I remember one time several years ago, I went through. I I had been falsely accused of something. It was devastating, mm. and um, you know, I just cried out to the Lord. I mean, oh my goodness, it was so hard. And the next thing I know, His word was coming up from my belly. Like mm. literally these scriptures just start. I'm like, well, I was trying to, <laughs> I was trying to write them down and, and capture them. And to this day, I still have those. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and clearly it, it, if ain't nothing in there, it's hard for the Holy Spirit to pull something out. So That's I'm right. just saying, you know, like you just said, you know, just spending that time because you never know. Mm-hmm. You never know when he will need to pull it up for something you have no idea that's coming down the pipe. Yeah. Um, but that 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 season of my life, oh my goodness, I was ministered to by the Lord in a way I I don't think I'd ever had been before. And I, I think that this is an this is a extreme season for all of us. I mean, the entire world is facing a global pandemic, which is straining us in, in all sorts of ways. And now in the States we have um you know, it's people say this like this new movement. <laughs> sometimes uh, it's not new. It is a. Um, I, I think of it as like the tide going out and coming back in, and I think the tide is coming back in in the movement for justice, and the volume is 
being turned up once again. And yeah, particularly for college students right now facing this conversation, it's these multiple realities of stressors and anxiety, um, of emotional just spending um, all the time. I wonder, how do you see daily rhythms or or what are the mental health um, risks right now for, for folks kind of walking through COVID-19 and watching so much um, injustice take place? How would you kind of articulate what people are up against? Well, I think, goodness, so much uh, mm-hmm. fear, mm-hmm. Um, both, I think, because of the pandemic and the, the, the racial unrest right now. So fear, um, anxiety, anger, uh, sadness, just all of that. And two things come to mind. One is hopefully we have people around us who care well for us. Mm. And then that we know how to care well for ourselves in the mm-hmm. midst of it. Um, and that made me like for myself, I, I scroll through and listen and read things very selectively. I limit how much mm-hmm. I engage with all of that because I want to keep my own heart clear and clean before the Lord. Um, and Yes, I have to watch it and hear it and and see it, and it you know can conjure up those things in myself as well. Uh, and then I, but then I take that before the Lord so that we we can work it out together, if I may. Mm-hmm. Um, so that um, because if if you ingest too much of that, mm-hmm. uh, it can take you down. And depending on um, how. Um, how you're doing anyway, as far as your spiritual life, your emotional life, your mental health and all of that, too much of that could really wreak havoc on yeah. all of that. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes I just want to say, um, as Christians, I'm telling you, I totally believe in social justice. Um, you know, just I lived through the civil rights movement. So I, I have a little bit of uh, a perspective from that angle as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I just want to say that sometimes I, I see even Christians who are yes for social, ju- social justice. And, the, and it's almost like they forget about Jesus. Mm-hmm. And if you say you know him, then he needs to be a part of the change that you think should be made or you you want to make that kind of thing. He can't he can't just well he could you could just sit him on the sidelines and and, and go about it. I don't recommend that. Yeah. And um so yeah. Yeah. In order to see liberation we have to follow the liberator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's And it's hard, too, I think, in this season, what I've noticed with my students is the inability to be embodied because of COVID, the, the separation from people and being able to be in person and grieve and process and externalize emotions with other humans, like, around you, mm-hmm. um, is really this, like, hidden loss that uh, I'm not sure we are fully aware of. Just after 
the murder of George Floyd, my students, of course, were just devastated. And I mean, it, it was like they were wiped out um, emotionally. And we saw, you know, this, I'm speaking specifically about the core students in Alabama who are mostly students of color. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we had this Zoom call of lament and we just processed together. And it was like, they almost didn't have enough energy even to process their grief. And, and it's hard on Zoom and stuff. But what I noticed was the next week, it was like I was talking to a whole different group. Their energy was up. We were laughing. We were talking about what was going on in the world, but with this renewed hope. And what mm. I realized is, was people started saying that they had attended protests. They had gone out and been with other humans that felt the same way. They had raised their voice, they had shouted, they had like let it out in some ways. And, you know, I was energized. We went to a demonstration here in Tuscaloosa and just came back. It was like, wow, that was actually like reviving um, to me to be able to go and to grieve externally. Uh, And yeah, I just, you know, it's it's a whole package. We're like whole beings (laughs) and we forget about that sometimes, but Mm -hmm. it's real, it's real. Mm I wonder, like, as we as we're strained in our mental health, um, on one end of the spectrum, you have people who are just, let's just pray, let's just trust God more, you know. And on the other side, it's you really need to go get counseling, you really need to go seek medical treatment. Where where does this conversation of because because what I don't want people to think or hear in this conversation is, okay as a mental health treatment, listen to Daily Red. <laughs> like, that's not, that's not a good idea. Um, but where does a tool, a resource like Daily Red fit into someone managing their mental health regimen, if you put it that way? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Daily Red um, could be just an amazing resource to help one stay focused and centered on who God is, (laughs) you know, because we have so many other voices around us and noise and um, this could be anchoring um, for a person, even as, even if they're um, have a mental health regimen, if you may, uh, whether it's, you know, like I said, counseling or medication or whatever, I think Daily Red could just be one of those um, um, life-giving resources mm. to stay, to help a person stay connected to the vine, mm. even as they're having to do life <laughs> in the world, which we know right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I would um, would strongly encourage that. Um, and as we listen to the Daily Red, to absorb it, to not let it be just one of those things you check out the list, but to really enter into what is God wanting to say to you through it. Mm-hmm. And um, 
almost learning to practice letting God's voice be the loudest voice in our in our head, if I may, mm. um, and how um, he can make all the difference mm-hmm. for us. Yeah, I often think about just our proclivity as humans to live in stories. We're going to mm-hmm. live by some script. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to see ourselves living in some story. And almost like, I like I like that image of the vine. I mean, obviously, Jesus used it. <laughs> so, I mean, and it's, it's fit for the conversation. But, you know, you think of a grass or you, you think of a um, kind of a turf grass, how it just spreads out its tendrils looking for any kind of soil that it can grab onto. Mm. And um, I think as we as we cultivate our whole self, our whole being um, in our in our mental and emotional health, our physical health, our spiritual health, our relational health, we curate the kind of soil that um, our being will kind of send its roots down into that we will connect mm-hmm. to. And if you see those that soil as stories, I mean, sometimes we reach out for a story, uh, like you were saying, that fights for justice but does not fight for biblical justice. Um, we hear lies that you know are not from the Lord, and we give too much credit or too much volume to relationships that might speak into our lives that are not necessarily from the Lord. Um, I just think that that's really a a fit image for curating the kind of narratives that we allow into Mm -hmm. our, into our heart and mind and, and being really careful about that and making sure that we have a constant stream of, of the, of the story of God so that we Mm -hmm. can find our place in it. Mm -hmm. So, Maybe the last question is, when you think about people who might listen to this, um, what's your encouragement to them when they are feeling their their kind of the strain on their mental health? What would be like a next step or um, what would you want them to keep in mind? Yeah, I wonder if a next step would be to just go and sit still for a minute. Mm. Like check in with yourself. You know, I check in with myself. You doing all right? Like, how you doing? Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, what's going on? You know, and I'll often say, you know, I'm a I'm a mental health advocate, straight up. And it would really be sad if I make if I'm checking on everybody else to make sure about everybody else is okay and I'm not checking on myself. Mm. And so I so yeah, next step, I, I really would strongly encourage people. Just go sit for a minute mm. and find out how you're really doing. And and if you're not doing okay, where can you go um, to get some help to um, work through whatever may be going on? Mm. Um, and if you know, and if this season, you know, you're fine, you're good. Um, what's helping you to be that way, even, and yeah. to keep in that? Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, just a, just a time for assessing how you doing. Mm-hmm. That's good. Speaking of help and resources, you have a, you know, a, a set of things that you have put out into the world. Um, 
uh, it, both in books and in just kind of other resources? Where can people find those things? What's What are you most excited about right now? And what would you want people to know about as a resource for this conversation? Yeah, well, I think, um, you know, the, the most recent, as you've already mentioned, would be the guide on anxiety. I'm hoping and praying that, um, and I've gotten some encouraging feedback that it could be a source of encouragement, especially for such a time as this. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, that would be that would be the primary thing. And I and I do actually have a a website that I probably need to go and check and update. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that's skipmcdonald.org. And um, so yeah, that that's probably what I would say would be the main resource that I would encourage at this point. Um, I, I know I heard from a friend of mine and she was just really experiencing some tough stuff in the moment. And she said just how helpful it was to be able to pull out the guide and just be reminded, you know, even of who God is and in the midst of whatever you may be walking through. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Miss Skip, thank you so much for your time. Um, just for your your long obedience in the same direction. All the all the time that I've had on staff, the Lord has just really placed you as a gift to me and my family. You. you mean so much to to us, and and I know that you mean a lot to the students that that you interact with. So bless you. you for the work that you are doing and have done, and will do. And uh, thank you so much for this. I'm so excited to have people get get a chance to listen in. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of Daily Red, featuring the one and only Miss Skip McDonald. If you enjoyed today's episode, we want to encourage you to check out our daily episodes that bring you God's word read aloud with space to reflect and pray. Subscribe and you'll be notified of each new episode along with our next bonus episode where we plan to sit down with more folks who are following Jesus and trying to establish daily rhythms with him and how those rhythms shape their life and their station in life. If you'd like to connect with uh, Miss Skip's resource on anxiety, she has written a wonderful Bible study guide published by InterVarsity Press. So you can find the link to that in our show notes, along with a link to our website, or you can locate it at ivpress.com, and you can just type anxiety into the search bar. Daily Red is a production of InterVarsity in Alabama, where we believe that God wants to restore his image in every student on every campus. Thanks so much.